Welcome to Beauty Uncut the Podcast. I'm Shania. And I'm Kayla, and we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty. Welcome to part two of our Vogue Beauty series. We're collaborating with Vogue Australia for the launch of their Australian Beauty Awards to bring you a series of podcasts to talk about the best skincare, hair care, body and makeup products in the industry. As 21 awards across four different categories and the shortlisted products have been tried and tested by Vogue's editors and expert judging panel. So voters have until the 20th of March to cast their votes and the winners will be announced on May 29th. Everyone who votes in the awards actually goes in the running to win a $500 Sephora voucher. So get voting everyone. We'll leave all the information about voting in the show notes as well. In today's episode of the podcast, we're joined by award-winning hairstylist Anthony Nader for a new segment called Hit It or Quit It. So Shania, do you want to tell us a little bit about Anthony? Of course. So Anthony is an international award-winning hairstylist and the founder of Raw Salon in Sydney. He's worked with a few of our favourite A-list celebrities. Kendall Jenner, Kylie Kloss, Miranda Kerr, just to name a few. So we'd like to welcome Anthony. Welcome, Anthony. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, girls. It's wonderful to actually talk with you rather than just looking at your your Aww. Instagram posts and listening to your podcast. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your favorite things about your job and your biggest accomplishments? Oh, wow. Well, I've been hairdressing for 30 years. My salon in Surrey Hills just had its 26th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. I lived in New York for 10 years. I do a lot of photo shoots and I go overseas to do fashion week. And what else do I do? I don't know. I kind of hate talking about myself. (laughs) You do a bit of everything I can see. Yeah, I I, kind of dabble in a lot. You know, keeps, keeps keeps me busy and keeps... You know, the fire burning in my belly. For sure. What is your favorite thing about your job? I love meeting people. Yeah. Oh, and I love I love road testing products. Oh, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part about it. I do. I actually love it. So when it came to actually being the judge of the Vogue Beauty Awards, I thought this is incredible. It's like the first time that they've ever had beauty awards. So for me to judge the Vogue beauty awards is quite amazing. So quite privileged. I feel quite privileged. So you're like, I'm in my prime. I can test all the products. (laughs) Well, you girls are so young. I love that you're so young. Are we? (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm like twice your age and, and a little bit. (laughs) What would you say is your biggest accomplishment in your career so far? Well, how about we made it through COVID? Mm, That's an accomplishment. Yeah, true. I just wasn't going to sink. And I, I just thought I have to get through this and having a strong team with me also. That was the thing that, I don't know, I kind of, I think with hairdressing, you can take it to wherever you want to take it. And I've got hairdressers that work in the salon that just love being in the salon. And and I love them for that. For me personally, I need to do more than just be on the salon floor. I, I love to do a show somewhere around the world for Fashion Week, or I need to be in a studio to create some kind of hair texture. So I have lots of desires with my craft, really. We've asked our listeners for questions that they have for you, and we've come up with our own little segment called Hit It or Quit It. So we're going to ask you a few popular questions that you've probably heard time and time before, and you're just going to say if you rate it or if there's something better. 
But yeah, our first question is supermarket shampoo and conditioner. I feel like this is such a controversial question Mm -hmm. to hairdressers, but we'd love to know your answer. Well, you know what? I've got a hit and a quit. Oh, tell us. <laughs> tell us all. Because because here's the thing that I've always said is if you haven't had time to go to your hairdresser or your hair salon to pick up your shampoo and conditioner on your last visit or in between visits, and you so happen to be shopping, you know, in Woolies or Chemist Warehouse, wherever you may be, and you think, oh, I need shampoo and conditioner. I don't see that that is going to be a huge problem on your hair if it's just for the interim before you go see your hairdresser again. Yeah. Now, you've got to understand that the ingredients that are in a shampoo and conditioner aren't going to be of a high quality compared to a salon shampoo and conditioner so would you say there are better products to invest in from like you know would you say invest in your shampoo and conditioners or would you say invest in a mask or does it really just depend i think investment is definitely what i'm about i'm about quality yeah but i understand also where you can go to a supermarket and you can buy whatever brands that you want to buy, but I wouldn't use it long-term because a lot of those shampoos are detergents and a lot of them aren't sulfate-free or paraben-free. So all these things, and consumers are so on it these days. They are so on it. You cannot trick consumers with all this fluff on the bottles. So what would be your favorite shampoo and conditioners? Well, for Vogue, I really love the Olaplex shampoo and conditioner. Olaplex is a sell-on brand, but it's also consumer. It's very consumer as well. So when I look at Olaplex, I look at it as it's a scientific shampoo and conditioner that helps repair the hair. So it's a serious shampoo and conditioner. If you want something that is a little bit cheaper on the market, you could go for a Redken. You you could go for a Joico. You could go for a Kerastars. You could probably even go for Palmolive, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, there is something for everybody. It just really depends on what your budget is and how much you're willing to spend. For sure. And I guess it would also depend on if you were probably – bleaching your hair you'd probably want to invest in a good quality as opposed to someone like Shania who doesn't really do too much Mm. to her hair it'd probably be you know fine to use those supermarket shampoo and conditioners true thing is what you know if you want to talk about bleached hair or ombre or highly colored hair you know Olaplex and I keep going back to Olaplex but it's really the only product on the market there's a few other ranges but Olaplex to me repairs the hair that's good to know because I feel like there's been a lot of hype around Olaplex. So that's yeah. good to hear from you that it's it's a good brand. Yeah. I stock it in my salon and it runs out the door. Mm. Good to you know. You know, I also stock Orbay and that runs out the door. So they're the only two brands that I actually stock in the salon. I don't have a salon full of products. Mm-hmm. 
all ranges. I don't carry 20 brands of different shampoos and conditioners, masks, whatever in the salon. I, I just carry minimal and what I know is in my salon is quality. That's good to know. What about dry shampoo? Hit it or quit it? What's your thoughts on that? Hit it, girls, hit it. So yeah. there's it's, there's there's nothing damaging about, <laughs> uh, you know, we were actually just having this yeah. conversation before. We weren't really yeah. big dry shampoo users. And all of a sudden, yeah. I feel like we both started getting oily oh, yeah. hair. Or maybe we've just become lazy, one of the two. <laughs> and now we're using it more frequently. Is there any problems with using it frequently? A couple yes. days? Or should you detox yes. in between? Oh, God. You girls are so funny. You <laughs> girls, I have to say, I have to say, you two girls are what every woman says to me. Mm -hmm. And they think that using a dry shampoo is going to cleanse the hair, but it won't cleanse the hair. You actually need to shampoo the hair. Mm -hmm. So a dry shampoo, and I understand we all go to the gym, we all get sweaty. A dry shampoo, you should use in the interim of shampooing. I've, I've always said that you should only use a dry sh shampoo once or twice a week. Oh, because shit. what's going to happen, <laughs> yeah, not five or seven days a week, because what's going to happen is you're going to put layer upon layer of dry shampoo, not only on your hair, but on your scalp. So your scalp is where everything grows. So when you're covering the scalp with a dry shampoo, it covers the pores of the scalp. So although it's doing your, your oily roots some help for a day, and yes, it'll give you a bit more volume, you've got to shampoo your hair. Does that mean if you're does doing that it, make sense? it does yeah. make sense, but if you're using it excessively, does that mean you're potentially stunting hair growth or, you know, potentially ending up with dermatitis on the scalp? Is that kind of what you're getting at? I can't say it's going to stunt hair growth. I think you can have to talk to a doctor or someone about that, mm -hmm. a trichologist or something. I don't have that evidence, but what happens is you've got to have a clean scalp. A clean scalp is a great breeding ground for hair growth. Great. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm definitely <laughs> going to be using it less. <laughs> Need to shampoo your hair. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the other thing is, but the other thing just quickly is road test dry shampoos. There's, there's thousands of dry shampoos on the shelves in the market. You know, you can pick out a fine dry shampoo or as in flakies flaky wise you know so mm. you can go for a fine dry shampoo you can go for one that's a bit heavier so you've got a road test that's what you've got to that's do true. for sure two of my favorites are actually on the vogue awards for this year the batiste oh, yeah, yeah, i feel yeah. like everyone kind of uses batiste but also it's not coming to me but it's batiste living living something proof uh, living, living proof, proof. yes Perfect. also love that one and i feel like that's budget and bougie so i've got one for you know where i'm at Abs in my pay yeah. cycle i'm with you for living proof absolutely baptiste is a great example of they have so many different braids so that's where but the original you can't go past the oh baptiste, absolutely the, it's the original best. so it's up to you you know, the listeners out there to, to experiment with what works and what's your price guide. If you want to spend 
$8.50 or do you want to spend $50? It's your call really. Yeah, I definitely think it's where you prioritize. Like I'd probably rather personally invest in my shampoos and conditioners, but probably cheapen out on my dry shampoo a little bit more. Because yeah. you're not using it Me as too. often. Yeah. I would love to know as well, going back to shampoo and conditioner, how often can yeah. you be shampooing your hair? Like is every day too much or every second day? Like what do you recommend as a hairdresser? Okay. Here's my religion that I always, I've said this for 30 years. Okay. So if you've got colored hair, which probably 99% of women and some men do, 99%, let's not you know, let's not be racist here. <laughs> they just or hide sexist it. <laughs> or anything. You know, they just hide it. But what I, a lot of my clients will buy two different shampoos and two different conditioners. So if you've got blonde hair, you want to use a shampoo that's mauve or purple based. So the pigment of those two is, is either mauve or purple, right? So then you're counteracting any unwanted brassiness. So you're taking the blonde back to that beautiful, pearly, creamy blonde, you know, that you paid for in the salon. So I would use that once a week. And then my other shampoo and conditioner would be if you've got fine hair or if you've got really dry hair, you want to tackle what the problem of the hair is. Because if you're just shampooing your hair, for example, with a shampoo and conditioner for blonde hair that's cosmetic, purely cosmetic, you're not going to hydrate your hair. For sure. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to be great for the colour, but you're not going to hydrate your hair. That's why you need a moisturising shampoo and conditioner per se. Or if you've got oily roots, you need to tackle the oily roots. So that's where you get, you know, a shampoo for oily hair and maybe even a spray-in lightweight conditioner like yeah. a spray and how often should you be shampooing like is there a rule twice a week okay. you know the other thing is twice a week i know that you've gone silent here but, <laughs> well actually but, you should you see know, us we're all looking at each other like <laughs> we we need to redo our hair care routine we're like writing yeah. notes well here's the thing i think australians shampoo their hair way too much i know that we have an active lifestyle and I know that we do sports and everything, but I think we should take a leap out of the Europeans, for example, and just wash your hair less. When you shampoo your hair every day, you're washing away the goodness of what the scalp is producing, and that is natural oils and protection. So when you're washing your hair, you're actually causing more trouble. Do you understand that? So would your hair get more oily if you are washing it every day? Only if you use the wrong shampoo and oh a God. heavy conditioner. So maybe I'm just so using this, the wrong products. <laughs> maybe you are. And this is why hairdressers are your doctors per se. They're like your skin we therapist, can, but for your hair. Hair therapist. We, we can prescribe you what you need. So that is why I'm really big. I understand the salon culture, but I also understand the supermarket culture yeah. or the chemist warehouse culture. I get, I see both sides really well. But if you have a conversation to your hairstylist, they should say, you know, recommend to you, this is what you should be using. For sure. Well, well I'm going to lot. the hairdresser tomorrow. So I'm going to be like, hey, <laughs> you got to prescribe me a hey, new Victoria. hair care routine. <laughs>
But, but please don't say Anthony Nader said. I'm going to specifically say that. I'm going to say, Anthony told me my hair products are wrong. Oh, no, don't say I that. I won't, I you won't. just want to say, I want to shampoo my hair less a week. What do I need to do? Perfect. Or maybe we'll just pay a visit to you in Sydney yeah. and, you know, you can tell us. See, you can tell us what to do. You're always, always welcome. Oh, always no, welcome. We have our next hit it or quit it. Is the yeah. Dyson hair dryer worth every dollar? Well, I would say a definite hit. Oh, okay. Now, I've been hairdressing for 30 years. In my 30 years, I've never used a hairdryer with such technology and engineering behind this lightweight. What do you love about it? Can I tell you, when it first came out, I lined up outside a department store here in Sydney. I lined up for that. Must be worth it. (laughs) So it was worth it. So for me as a hairdresser, you got to understand, I do approximately eight clients a day. So the hairdryer is light for a start. So it's not like the the other hairdryers on the market that are are heavier. So you think of me holding my hairdryer at least eight times a day for a client, I can have shoulder problems, yeah. <laughs> you know? The other thing that I love about the Dyson are the magnetic attachments. And those attachments are my playground at different ways that I can change a client's hair really quickly or a model on a photo shoot. So the attachments, it's incredible what you can, how you can style the head differently with those attachments. And the other thing that I'll say is being in a salon, there's hairdryers going all the time. My Dyson is so quiet. I can actually hear clients. <laughs> you can have a conversation. So, you know, I'm kind of deaf. So, <laughs> you know, so for me, I can actually hear the client. You know, it's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, of course. <laughs> but not only that, but it just leaves the hair so shiny. I was about to say that I don't actually own it, but my housemate, I used to steal hers all the time. And I did love it. Like it it dried my hair so quickly. It did make it look really oh. good, but I never really used yeah. the attachments. I don't know why. Oh, you've got to play with them. Yeah. You've got to play with Okay, get your, get your housemates Dyson and just put some <laughs> different attachments on it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And you know, when I was last backstage at Fashion Week, so it's three and a half years ago, so right before COVID, it was very rare to see that hairdryer backstage by hairdressers. So my last season of Fashion Week, I can guarantee you at least 90% of the hairdressers backstage had a Dyson. Oh, wow. So would you say that the Dyson takes replacement of all of your other hair tools so you're not needing a straightener and a curler? It's kind of your all-in-one. Dyson hairdryer is my tool. So a flat iron is totally different. Mm-hmm. It's a different way of curling hair or straightening hair. So they all have a place. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. yeah. So they it's kind of after whatever look you're kind of wanting to achieve will depend on we the all, tool you We all to. have a place. Yeah, but the other thing about the hairdryer is it doesn't zap the moisture out of the hair. That, for me, is a big contender. And, you know, clients will always say, wow, it's so shiny and it feels good. Yeah. I was about to say that. Is it better for your hair? It's absolutely better. Oh, my God. I I was just thinking this sounds like 
a paid endorsement right here. Yeah, I'm like, you're selling me this. I'm going to go I'm and buy not, it after this. I'm, I'm not... I'm not even a Dyson ambassador. Well, you should be. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Dyson. I'm not. But if you're listening me, to this. But, but yeah, yeah, Dyson, if you're listening to this. But the other thing is, you know, a lot of clients of mine have it in their bathroom. I mean, it's a beautiful art piece. Yeah, it is quite um, pretty. It is aesthetically know, it, it, pleasing. It is. It's aesthetically pleasing. So that for me, I'm I'm all about the art. It should be in the art gallery or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the next one. So, hit it or quit it. Your what's your opinion on the rosemary hair oil TikTok trend that everyone is obsessed with? I've actually never yeah. heard it, but uh, I've Shania, seen a lot of it on not Instagram, TikTok. A lot of videos of people trying the rosemary hair oil for hair growth. Okay, it's a hit, and I understand that it's a fad that's come around again. This to me is, it's kind of old news, but I understand that it's come back around and, and it's on the airwaves and TikTok and all that stuff and all the young kids are picking it up. But rosemary is excellent because it protects the hair and the skin and it helps with scalp irritation and it reduces flakiness on the scalp and it helps to hydrate also. So does everything. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, it kind of is. I mean, it helps hair growth as well. But, you know, it's like people expect when they use something like this that it's going to, like, see something different within a week or maybe a month. But you've got to use it for, like, minimum, I'd say, three months. You know, you've got to let it take its place and you've got to – it has to take its course. So you can't expect rosemary oil or any real thing like that to happen overnight. You've got to commit to it and you've got to see a difference. And it will take some time. Everyone's a little bit different, but I definitely think it's a hit. It's not a miss. The only thing that I would say is for those that have finer hair strands, just go a bit sparingly because it can weigh the hair down. Would you say that for all oils, like kind of all hair oils that for a finer hair yeah. you kind of need to be using less? Yeah, mm. yeah, I would. You know, it's a bit like serums, you know. I would never, I can't even remember the last time I put an oil or a serum on the roots. Yes, yeah, me either. Yeah. You know, except in this case, rosemary oil, where you're putting it on your scalp. You can put it on your scalp. Put it on at night time. Put it on as a treatment if you wish. For sure. And then even wash it out in the morning. Yeah. Absolutely. I obviously hadn't heard of this trend, but and I don't even know if I'm about to pronounce this brand right. Is it Jisoo? The G-I-S-O-U? Yeah. yeah. Have you had much to do with that hair oil? Because I feel like that's everywhere at the moment. Do you love that? Actually, I did judge this with the Vogue Beauty Awards. So, and I have used it many times before. So look, honey is brilliant for the skin and the scalp and it does make the hair softer and stronger. It's also rich in vitamins and amino acids. So I don't think you could lose using this. And it's also really, really good for hair that has been tortured with bleach or overcoloring. It just brings it back to life. But once again, you know, it's like the rosemary oil. You can't just use it once and say, oh, it didn't work. You've got to keep using it. You know, 99% of our clients have color. So 
you've got to think of how about you can put this just on the mid Langston ends if you wish. So every bit helps or every Sunday you do it as a treatment, pop it in a cream treatment, add a few drops into the, into your cream and you've got your cream and your oil in one. So it's going to nourish the hair and shine. Going back to the rosemary hair oil. So I've seen a lot of people doing yeah. it just like a homemade rosemary and then oil. Is there any products yeah. that you would recommend to use or is it better to make a homemade little concoction? Once again, I think it goes on how much you want to invest. You can go to a health food store. You can mm-hmm. go to a chemist warehouse. It's really whatever price range that you can afford. I wouldn't say to go out and buy the most expensive one because it may not work for you. Yeah. I would I would go to whatever store you want to go to and see if they have a trouble size. True. I'm going to do that. That's always a good start. <laughs> or I mean, we could buy something together and split it, Shania. <laughs> True. Exactly. <laughs> and hey, it could be $13 between the two of you. Mm. So you work out that calculation. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to try this. <laughs> it's not a lot. I'll definitely aim for the travel size and see how that works. Will do. So our last hit it or quit it is do silk pillowcases actually prevent frizz? They do. They actually do. And I know this. I don't know if you if you know my little sideline hobby, but I actually bought out Mulberry silk pillowcases late last year. Oh. Did you know this? No. I did research you prior and I thought I saw something about hair tools. Was that previously? Oh, I don't know. But Unless it's, it's a LTN wrong article. Hair. I thought that, that there was an article where it was talking about you. Did you ever launch a hair tool? Maybe it was the pillowcase. Or yeah, I did. I did and I had. I actually launched LTN Hair around August, September last year. And I bought out two heat stylers, which Ooh, are flat iron. See, I knew what I was talking and, about. <laughs> and mulberry silk pillowcases. So... To answer your question, it is definitely a hit. And I'm going to tell you why I love Mulberry Silk pillowcases or silk. So I created this because I have spoken about pillowcases for the last 30 years. I've written so many articles about pillowcases. So I thought, I'm not going to start with a wet line. I'm going to start off with heat stylers and pillowcases. So what consumers should understand before they invest in silk pillowcases, I understand that price is the factor, but what you need to read on the box or the package is what we call mommy count. And that's M-O-M-E, but it's pronounced mommy. Mm -hmm. So what the count is, it's the grade of the weight of the silk. Yeah. So you can get silk pillowcases that range from the lowest mommy, which is 11, to the highest, which is 25. So most mainstream mulberry silk pillowcases are about 19 to 22. And what's yours? My pillowcases are 25, which is the highest. So I had to do three better than 22. Obviously. (laughs) And because I'm a hairdresser. So for me, when I sleep on my pillowcase and women, well, everyone, you've got to understand that the highest mommy is going to help your skin and your hair. I know when you sleep on silk 
pillowcases. It's better for the health of your skin. It prevents wrinkles, fine lines. How does mm-hmm. it specifically prevent frizz or hair damage? So with that, there's a product called Cirrusin. So Cirrusin is what's in silk. Right. So Cirrusin is all about the silkworm. See, this is another thing that I looked, I went into a deep hole, a deep silkworm hole. <laughs> When I was creating pillowcases, I studied for years on silk pillowcases, on silk in general. Mm. So really the benefits of silk is far greater and it helps the prevention of wrinkles. Mm. And for me especially, if you've got coloured hair, I'm not saying linen or cotton is bad for your hair or your skin. Let me get that straight. Mm. But when you're sleeping on silk, your hair will move, your hair will glide with the silk. So there's more, I guess, like friction against the other materials compared to the silk, right? Exactly. If you look at, say, cotton underneath a microscope and then you look at silk fibre under a microscope, you'll notice a complete difference. And that's why consumers should do their homework before they invest in a mulberry silk pillowcase. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can talk about a whole podcast full of (laughs) silk and the benefits of silk and what it can do. So what I will say to consumers is look on the package and look for the grade. You've got to go high. If you can aim for 25, get that 25 mommy. Well, I'm going to keep that in mind for when I... I'm going to buy. Well, I'm going to just Literally, go straight get onto off, your podcast. We're yeah. probably going to go and buy the hair oil, the silk pillowcase, yeah. you know, everything. The Dyson. You just go into LTN hair and we're all there. <laughs> Perfect. Let's wrap up the hit it or quit it segment. And we're going to follow up with some of our favorite questions to ask our guests. What is the best hair tip you can give us and our listeners? Gee, I think I've already mentioned them actually. And that is never to overwash your hair. So I would say twice a week. If you want to shampoo your hair, maybe three times a week. Just make sure you get prescribed the correct the right one. shampoo. Yeah. And if your hair is on the finer side and it gets oily, use a leave-in spray conditioner that's weightless. All right. And the other one is obviously the two shampoos, the two conditioners. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I'm definitely mm. going to invest in another shampoo and conditioner. Me too. I, I- think you should too. I'm investing in a lot of things after this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry about this conversation. Oh, I no, think it's I'm going great. To really yeah, you know, we've learned a lot. Going to break the break tonight. Yeah. What's your all-time oh. favorite hair product and hair tool? Okay, so. I feel like you've answered the hair tool. Yeah. That's obviously the Dyson. Yeah, no, well, well, it is. I mean, else? I mean. It is, but I would have to say my ceramic LTN heat stylers. Oh, of course, yes. You know, but let's not harp on that because, (laughs) but yes, obviously I love what we've spoken about before, which was the Dyson, hands down. But my favorite product of all time is the L'Oreal Elmet. Oh, what's that? Uh, Normal hold hairspray. This has been around for a hundred years. And what I love about this is not only do you see it every backstage in every country, but I still use it on photo shoots as hairdressers in Sydney still use it on, on shoots, but it's an icon. It's the best. Is it good for all hairstyles? What I love about it is you can brush it out. Mm. It doesn't go stiff. It or doesn't crispy. go flaky. Mm. It is Crunchy. <laughs> the most, yeah, it is the most beautiful hairspray. 
I actually, before you could buy LNET here, my husband was a flight attendant for Qantas International. He used to ship me back LNET L'Oreal normal hold in boxes See, in his bag it. because <laughs> he, I do. It's it's my favorite. He used to buy it from Boots in London. That's nice. Uh, so, yeah, I love it. Well, what about if you're stuck on a deserted island? What three products are you bringing with you? This can be skincare or hair care. Easy. No-brainer. SPF 50 sunscreen. Which one? I'm not fussy, actually, as, as, as long as it works. Oh. I think I've got – I just went away to Thailand and I took 50-plus. What was it? What was it? I forget. White bottle. Orange writing. I oh, can La Roche see it, Pose. But I forget the name. That's it. Yes. I know that's my it. I know my sunscreens. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. Yes, that's it. So yes, that. I would slap that on. I would also spray in a UV hair protected spray. Oh, oh I actually would love to know about this yeah. because I am naturally a blonde and whenever I go to the beach or go out on the day. My scalp gets yep. so burnt and I hate putting sunscreen. Oh, no. I'm sorry, I didn't even know that this existed. Yeah. So can is, is this protect you, the scalp? Girls, <laughs> girls, I'm going to hang up right now. This is terrible. I'm like, I, I just want to jump out of my window at the moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, tell us more. Protect this spray. It, it shields the hair from heat. So, you know, you can get heat protector sprays that, that shield the hair from a blow dryer, shields the hair yeah. from from sun rays and does this also protect the scalp against sunburn or do you need like a different spf for that i have used it to protect my scalp Mm -hmm. but if you're feeling extra cautious you could put like a cream conditioner on your scalp or of course your your spf 50 or all three (laughs) or all three every day and my my last one is definitely my nail file oh Oh. a a nail file on a deserted (laughs) island i like it that's actually such a good idea because you ever get like the little corners and then you get so anxious like you want to just get i I could think of it a lot more that i could bring with me (laughs) but now i appreciate the nail file yeah well i thought i could use the nail file as as a cutting tool too not just a pretty face (laughs) smart yeah well (laughs) there you go so there you go well thank you so much for coming onto the podcast with us Oh, thank you. It's been, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for chatting with me. It's been wonderful. No problems. We'll get you on in the future to talk about your pillowcases. No rush at all. An absolute pleasure. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, girls. See ya. Bye. I feel like we're so easily influenced. Yeah, we're literally, are we going on a shopping spree now? I feel like we might go (laughs) buy a Dyson. I definitely want to try that rosemary hair oil for my scalp. Same. And I'm also terrified to use dry shampoo every single day. So I'm going to cut that back to one or two times. I also really liked how he was talking about the whole treating your hair condition, like with a shampoo is specific to your hair condition. And that makes so much sense yeah. because obviously when we're obviously skin therapists, we always treat the condition of the skin. And so why wouldn't you treat the condition the of your hair? Same thing for the hair. I feel like it's, it's the same thing with cosmeceutical skincare. It's like you want to invest in your hair care as well to get the best you know, results. Absolutely. And then also scalp care. Now I'm so concerned about my scalp. I'm like, what can I buy for my scalp? I need to try the scalp ones. I really want to try. Oh, the Christophe Robbins scalp scrub. I've heard of that one. Mm. Yeah. So good. Oh my God. Sold. (laughs) Done. Fine. Yeah, fine. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our podcast. Make sure to follow us on our socials. All the information will be in the description and don't forget to leave us a review as well. We appreciate all the five stars. And we will see you in our next podcast. Bye. Bye.